Hi, and welcome to the last group talk of 2021. Typically, SGN spends most of the year looking at small groups from a top-down perspective. Primarily, this is because that's who we minister to. But this time, as we enter the new year, we wanted to take a moment to look at how small groups have impacted the individual people in the groups in addition to our normal perspective. So we are very excited to be interviewing a ministry called Love God Greatly. And two of the leaders from this ministry share with us how the ministry got started, how it works, and what all they do. They are a ministry that creates Bible studies in 40 different languages around the globe. And we often talk about how people come for the content but stay for the community. So throughout the interview, we'll hear stories of women around the world from a variety of languages and backgrounds share how the content from Love God Greatly led to life-changing community. We hope you enjoyed this interview. We hope you enjoyed each of the group talks that we've done throughout this past year. We pray that God blesses your ministry. Angela and Viola. Viola, am I saying your name correctly or am I? Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Why don't we start with you, Viola, introduce yourself and then Angela, you can jump in right after her. Okay. Hi, I'm Viola Bolbash and I live in Hungary, Eastern Europe. And um, I am a high school teacher and also mom of two. And we live in the beautiful hills and enjoy living in Europe. But I also love all my international friends and working with them. I met Lavga greatly in 2009, and I was just looking for free women's Bible study. And uh, that was what came up in the search. So I was a user first, um, and I started online Bible study groups in Hungary and started translating the studies so women in Hungary can enjoy something that is not available in Hungary only in um, in English and, and other countries. So I saw it as an opportunity. And then that was 2012 when I started translating. And then mm, the group started to grow. And we had Facebook was just new. Online platforms were new in Hungary. So it was a, a great time to start it. And then two years ago, I, I was a volunteer. And then two years ago, I joined the staff of Lavga Greatly as the international director. And that's what I've been working at since then. We have 40 countries, 40 languages we translate into. And I work with the leaders of those countries and help them build teams, spread the word, um, and help them to, to be able to translate their studies into their languages and... This is what I do right now. That's a lot on your plate. Do you are you still the translator for Hungarian or? That's a very good question, and yes, you see very well. I had to stop being the leader of the Hungarian branch before I took this position. So in 2009 December, two years ago now, um, I just gave it over to my co-leader who has been trained and mentored in the team and who joined our team five years prior to that as a new believer who didn't even know what books the Bible contained, but she grew up in the team. 
So she is the prime example of someone who joined an online Bible study group, dedicated her time to studying the Word of God, being discipled and mentored, and then she became the leader and she's doing a terrific job. So in the past two years, I had zero sleepless nights about the Hungarian branch. <laughs> they are flourishing. Yeah. And it's amazing to to be doing something else and just be an advisor and look back and be seeing the work of God. You know, how he raised this leader and how today, you know, they are doing so well. And I'm so proud of them. So, yes, I can I could not do both. <laughs> so... Is your personality type the the type where that was a stressful transition where you're a little nervous about handing it over? Absolutely. Or like, just glad to have that. Okay. No, I was nervous about it. I was like, oh, that's my baby. I, I started the group when my son was born. So I was like, oh, my other child, you know, and yes, it was hard, but it was God was prepping me for it and it was time. And I just took the step of faith and God came through big time. Like it, it's, you know so much better and and it's going so well so i'm happy it's like sending your kid off to college and you are just like oh they are doing so well and you know the baby grew up and i'm happy you know taking care of other people's yeah. babies now <laughs> yeah yeah viola i want to come back to that but first i want to i want to introduce angela here angela why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and and Love God greatly. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Angela Parrott, and I am the founder and director of this amazing uh, international women's ministry called Love God Greatly. And so, basically, what Love God Greatly does in a nutshell is we write uh, about seven women's Bible studies a year, and we have a team of translators who translate them. So, just in this past year, and all the craziness that's going around, you know, the United States and around the world, we God took those seven Bible studies and actually um, turned them into 171 additional Bible studies that have been translated for women that we have sent out into the world, empowering women with scripture um, and their native languages. And so uh, that's really in a nutshell what we do. We're super proud of the work God is doing within Love God Greatly and just honored to serve the body of Christ around the world this way. How long have you been doing this? I think Viola said 2012 was when she got started. And yeah. So, so around you, when, yeah, around that around that time also, yeah, we we got it all. God brought us all together rather quickly. <laughs> so, and that's what I was going to ask. Did this uh, take off right away, or was it a long, slow buildup? It really wasn't. Um, it really started with truly just one translator, one missionary. Uh, our sweet friend, uh, Adurne, she and her husband were missionaries um, in Venezuela and had just reached out and said, hey, you know, I love your you know, Bible studies. Is there any way um, I could translate it into Spanish? Uh, my husband and I work with um, people in Venezuela, actually uh, native people in Venezuela. We travel by boat to go, you know, into their, uh, you know, communities and we're teaching them God's word. And I would love to use your studies with the women I'm working with. And I was like, oh, my goodness like, yes, please, I would be absolutely honored. And so really just from there, God just opened up a need. And uh, then just seeing that, hey, like outside the English language, there really aren't a lot of uh, resources, especially uh, written with women in mind. And so uh, there's a way that I can, and as a ministry that we can serve and love and empower um, and encourage uh, women around the world with God's word, man, we are honored. And so God has just taken that taken that first language of Spanish. And now we are up to about 40 languages uh, that we are wow. um, giving God's word away. So we're just honored. 
Yeah, and that that is a big challenge. Uh, you and I were just talking before we were recording of kind of the unique challenge challenges faced by logistics this year mm -hmm. uh, across the publishing industry. Mm -hmm. uh, books are being delayed, including yours, yes. which is where a big part of your your income comes from. Yes, and so from a from a curriculum Bible study standpoint. It's just always a challenge to get Bible studies into other languages. And if you're not a nonprofit, like it just doesn't make financial sense. Right. So right. you guys really are meeting a big need. and I'm from the Netherlands. I've been part of a few Bible study and small groups and I wanted to share something about the Love God Greatly studies we are doing with our small group. I am uh, leading these studies via WhatsApp and also via Facebook and it's such a great tool to be able to share every day what God is teaching you uh, through his word and we uh, can gather with all kinds of different women women that are older women that are younger from all different kinds of churches and it's so good to uh, learn from each other learn from other perspectives than we are grown up in or taught in in uh, in church and it's so good to also learn from all just different people because everyone is different and has uh, different experiences and different uh, things that just appeal to you so it's so i i love being able to learn from these different women and i also uh, i'm also so thankful that we in our church we have done a few uh, love god greatly studies also and we were able to uh, come together and on sunday evenings and just share uh, what God's word has done and what it, what it means for, for your heart and for your life. And I also craved learning from older sisters in Christ when I was younger. And I'm so thankful that through these studies and through these groups that I'm able to learn from older sisters in Christ because that's something that I really longed for. So I'm really thankful for this opportunity that God has provided to learn from other women in a fair life. love just to continue to grow we would love to get as many languages as we can because in doing that i just feel like we're serving our sisters of christ 
you know, well, but not only that, but we're, you know, all of our materials, especially our translations are available for free download. And so that really empowers missionaries as they are working in these countries and they need studies uh, in these native languages and empowers churches who maybe don't have the finances to have women's Bible studies, um, as well as just mission organizations who maybe, again, just need some curriculum to help them work with the people they're working with, um, as well as just the ordinary, uh, just women needing God's word in her native language. We always say with Love God Greatly, we try to break down as many barriers as we can that have been put up for women being in God's word. And we've identified at least two, one being uh, financial. So again, you can download all of our stuff and use it uh, for free as well as then also language. So our studies obviously are not just in English, but in these 40 different languages. And so that's just our way of just serving the Lord. We love him so much and serving the body of Christ and saying, hey, we're stepping up. We're doing our part. Um, we really just want to kind of come underneath other people and the work that they're doing, whether it's missionaries or churches or mission organizations, and just say, hey, we're doing our part. Here you go. This, these are our, our studies. Go for it. You know, we're cheering you on. We're praying for yeah. you. We're so excited to be a part of the team. And uh, so we're, we're the small group network. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're big fans of, of studying the Bible and engaging with mm-hmm. God's word and curriculum and studies as groups mm-hmm. uh what what role would you say that groups play in love god greatly and in how your bible studies are used yeah i can speak on a little bit yeah and then then viola too uh really the role of community is really the heart of our ministry we want to get women obviously in god's word but at the same time we want to build communities around them we don't want women just studying god's word um, in isolation if we if we can help it because we know one that God has made us for a community we know that um, we need community as you know as we're growing in Christ we need other friends and sisters around us we need encouragement we need prayer um, and so with our studies that's what our idea is really is to get God's word in these languages and then build communities either locally or online uh, surrounding these women with with God's word and with friendship And Viola and Angela, are the two of you in small groups or community groups of some sort right now? Yes. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're both nodding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So for online and offline Bible study groups, I think it's the backbone of our ministry. I, I don't think that the, the translations would make much sense if they were just not used. So part of my job last year, we added eight new languages and this year just with today we closed in on language number nine and previously you asked how it happens and we actually don't advertise we try to recruit for existing branches but it's all how god brought these languages to us Mm -hmm. and um, we are like oh wow what's happening you know trying to follow up with the speed how they come and how women find out about us uh, through either our online platforms or from someone else that recommends our studies to them. And then they just come. They want to help. They're like, oh, I didn't see my mother language, my mother tongue on your web page. Is you have a translator for that? And then they join. And so going back to your question about small groups, after I help women to start translating and they slowly build a team, the very next thing is that they would also start a Bible study group, a small group. And from the very beginning, from the first time they joined, we encouraged them to be part of the English online Bible study group where we kind of model 
how we lead Bible studies and they can get all the resources, all the encouragement, but then they can do the same. They can copy the same and do it in their own language. And I try to help them to find other women and, and either in their small groups in their church or with their friends or online, start something that will encourage them to continue to translate. Because as they use the studies, she will be blessed and she will see that, oh, this is something useful actually that I'm doing. It gives us um, a reading plan. It gives us devotion. It helps us to be accountable, to have a plan. And I think we set them up for success. So I think online Bible study groups is, is our second most important priority after translation for, for my job. Uh, how do you think or in what ways do you think people engage with the Bible differently in a group setting rather than on their own? Yeah, well, I think I think it's, you know, it's one thing to just read God's word by yourself. Obviously, that's wonderful. But when you read God's word and you have like with Look About Greatly, we have a Bible reading plan. We use the SOAP method, which is just great because it does, like Viola said, it gives them a plan. It gives them a structure for their quiet time and helps them dig into God's word, helps them memorize it and learn to apply it to their lives. But then when you share what you're learning in a community environment, it just really encourages each other even more. You see God's word come alive. Um, you see how, you know, maybe the same verses, the same portion of scripture, how God can be speaking to your heart and yet at the same time speak to somebody else and we're getting different things out of it. Um, seeing how we can read a same passage over and over again and yet years later, you're like, oh my goodness, like I didn't see this before. Um, so it really is, I feel like just studying God's word in community just takes it to the next level. Um, just as far as just insight, wisdom, encouragement, um, accountability, um, it really is uh, just really important. Helen Gallard. I'm from Indonesia and so thankful to be here and share a little bit about my um, Bible study group with you all. Um, I get connected with my group is through my friend and she last year she asked me to start it, uh, this group helping her and then she invited a lot of her friends and my friends and then uh, we have been doing this Bible study group for almost a year now. And uh, we're so thankful for this Bible study group in Indonesia. And uh, it's it's a funny group. It's a very close friends group. And we, we just like family to each other. We can share from heart to heart. And uh, we pray for each other. We uh, share what we learn every day. Um, from God's word that we read and uh, just so thankful for Love God Greatly Bible study that is available in Indonesia right now. And uh, they're meeting with these ladies in this group that helping me to realize that um, how much they're hungry and thirsty for God's word every day. And uh, that's how much that they... Uh, really need the Bible study resources in, in Indonesian right now and helping me to see that um, for me not to take it for granted for what I have right now 
and just so thankful for um, this Bible study and these ladies and especially my friend that uh, she um, really have that passion to lead these women and uh, we work together every week to meet um, to study together and uh, thank you Bible really wasn't written that. I mean, it was written to, the Psalms were written to be sung by a group of people. And, and you know, Philippians was written to the church in Philippi. And, and even the law was written to define the nation of Israel as a people group. I, tell us a little bit about the groups that Viola, you and Angela are in and what those are like. The, what, you know, what are you getting out of your group? Who, who's in your group? What makes them great? Well, do you want to go or you want me to go first? Sure, sure, I can go. Okay. So for many years, I've been uh, leading online Bible study groups with the Hungarian branch, and we started uh, starting new ones, and then I helped to start newer and newer groups, but I still remained in one basic group, which had mostly the similar, um, similar women in it, and... I loved that group because we could always reach each other very fast, regardless of our physical locations. And Angela mentioned um, accountability. And I think that's one of the big pluses that yes, you can read alone, but if you know that there will be an image and you can share daily under the image, you are, you are for sure going to read your Bible study to be able to share something. And in the past two years, I've been in an offline group at my church and we are doing Love God Greatly Bible studies, but we actually get together, which is really nice, especially after this uh, pandemic season or on and off in the pandemic to get together and see each other and drink tea together and talk and share and to have our beautiful journals in our hands and just uh, talk about what we learned during the week. I think that's, that's even more special. So in that group, since we go to church together, that's a different kind of community. We have just another level where we can connect. But it's also great because in church, you don't really have time to, to talk among yourselves about what you studied or what you heard. It's more like it's faster. You leave. You talk about other things. But in the Bible study group, we have to take the time. And so I think that we grew as a community because of these Bible study groups. We, we interact differently when we see each other in church because we know about each other and there is a, a deeper friendship, a more care. 
So my Bible study group right now is amazing. Um, I go to an international church and we do separate uh, Hungarian and English Bible studies. So I'm, I'm leading or help lead a hung, the Hungarian group. And it's, it's people who, who don't speak English so well or not at all. So it, they would be really on the outside in our church if we didn't have this group. So I feel that it also fills this, this need that just because you don't have the language, just because, you know, you never had a chance to learn it, you don't have to be an outsider. So we, we really enjoy this group and it's, it's been an amazing, amazing support for me as a person and for this community of women. That's great. And I think that's part of the heart too, with Luca Gridley, Violet, when you talked about, you know, not wanting people to feel like they're on the outside. I mean, that's again, why we allow all of our translations to be downloaded for free so that nobody's on the outside. If you can't afford it, you're not excluded, right? Like, and, and I think that part of that comes from, you know, me being raised by a single mom and seeing how that impacted, you know, my mom as far as, you know, just not being able to afford things. And so, you know, that's just really impacted me what I saw as a little kid. And so I just, I don't want um, women feeling excluded, whether finances, you know, or language. And another thing with Love God Greatly is we do have a lot of different ways that we can do our studies as far as groups. Like personally, you know, my group meets, you know, just via text message. You, so there's lots of other ways you can meet Facebook groups, you can meet Zoom calls, um, you can meet in coffee shops locally. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can build these communities depending on where you live and what you have. But for me personally, it's really just, you know, like texting each other. Uh, we create all these beautiful graphics. We make leading a group super easy because we actually create everything that you need in order to lead the group. We create all the images. And so for, for my group, we just basically um, share that day's uh, like scripture image and then just say, Hey, like, you know, what'd you learn from it? And that can be simple. Like, you know, this is what, you know, this is my takeaway from today. Um, also, we have an online Bible study group and some of those women, I love it because it just really shows um, just Titus 2 in action where we have women who are new believers and veteran believers and some of them have more time. And so they can write so much of what they got out of scripture that day. Others can comment in and be like, this is what I got out, you know, depending on, you know, again, where they are in their relationship with the Lord, as well as their time, like new moms. I mean, if they could just post or like it, we are like good, right? Cause we don't have a lot of time. And so it's just, I love how it is because it's very flexible in building community, right? And one of the things that we say also with just leading one of our, um, online or one of our Love God Greatly Bible study groups is we don't even call our leaders leaders. We call them facilitators. Uh, because I think sometimes too, women get intimidated when they feel like they get that leader role where they have to know all the scripture and they should go to seminary and have all the answers. And we're like, no, like just, just facilitate it, you know? Um, and so we'd really try to create community and create these groups in as many ways as possible. So again, for my group, just texting each other, encouraging each other, praying for each other, uh, still, you know, seeing each other, you know, in person, but then also online Bible study groups and, you know, just really whatever way that they can gather their people um, is what we try to do. Yeah, this this year has been an interesting year for groups or for Bible studies. Uh, I mean, with the pandemic and uh, the challenges, uh, business challenges and international communications and mm -hmm. and all of that. Uh, how how have first of all how have each of you done personally this year? You and your families, and then second of all, how how has your group, your personal groups, navigated? Uh, the past year, year and a half, really. 
Well, you want to go first and then I'll go after you. Sure. Yeah. So uh, personally, it was a year full of challenges, just like for everybody else. But I am also thankful because I work online. So I was able to still do most of my work. And even though there was no school for many months in Hungary and my kids were home and um, we have one computer, so it was hard to have all the online lessons for both of the kids and me working. But God has been so faithful. and. For our online Bible study group, we just switched to Zoom. Like we we tried to learn new technology. We tried to um, adapt. We tried to make the most out of it. So we switched to Zoom and, you know, <laughs> we're learning and laughing a lot about our challenges and how we just so technologically illiterate. So we slowly learned to use it and we just did our Bible study through Zoom. And I think that women still felt closeness and they could just join. And I don't think that it affected us uh, very negatively. I think that we were able to overcome the difficulties and, and pull through. And now we, we can be together again in person. Angela, how are you and your family and your smarter? So, I mean, we are good. I will say that I think the last, really for my family, the last two years have been pretty intense um, in terms of spiritual warfare. Um, but at the same time, it's just a growing experience. You know, it's really growing. And so I, one verse that um, I've just kind of held close to my heart is um, Romans 12, 12. Sorry, I have a house full of all these little little dogs and stuff too, which is a whole other story in itself. But really Romans um, 12, 12, which basically talks about be joyful and hope patient affliction and faithful in prayer. And it's a super simple verse, um, but it really is just something that I've really held on to just in this season of um, the pandemic and just um, just everything that, you know, my family has gone through uh, with just, you know, we're, like I said, my husband's an ER doctor. So that in itself tells you a lot as far as just with the pandemic, um, what we went through. And then uh, we we're in the middle of remodeling a house and we're in it for a few months. And then I don't know if you remember, but there was a huge uh, Texas freeze last year in uh, March or actually February. And so uh, being in our home for just a few months, it um, basically got everything that we had done got destroyed. <laughs> and so uh, and so we have been in a rental house. And so we're hoping uh, in the next week uh to move out. And so basically we've moved to you know a new location. So just a lot, a lot of different changes. Let me. Circle back with you, Violet. So you had talked about how, or I can't remember if it was you or Angela had mentioned that the Holy Spirit and the um, people just engage differently together in the Bible. And we found that the Holy Spirit often speaks to us through other believers as much, if not more than just in our own quiet time. How has the Holy Spirit spoken to you personally this year through your group or through your ministry and in what ways have I guess has the has God been working on you through a group this year I think when we read the Bible for ourselves many times we can have blind spots or things we don't want to hear or things that are just too hard so we just skip over it either physically or mentally but when you're in a group then it's unavoidable that someone would speak about it and and many times these these times when the Holy Spirit spoke to me was not that a person directly came up to me and said, this is what the Holy Spirit says to you. But it was more like 
they got an understanding, they had something that they learned and I heard it and it hit my heart. I was like, oh, that, and I read the same scripture for the week. So it's not like, you know, it's not like God wasn't powerful enough. He chose to use this person to edify me, to help me to leave the Bible verse that I would consider others better than myself, that I would be humble and I would just see the need for community. And it's no question why God said that we are the body of Christ and every part and every member supplies. And, and I think we wouldn't understand that if we were not in small groups and, and also to look at each other's weaknesses and to, to hear about failures and to be honest and to be vulnerable. And that's another area where God taught me this year that it's okay not to have it all together. It's okay to say that, you know, others struggle too. And it's okay to be sick and tired of masks and restrictions and 8 p.m. curfews. And it's okay if I am discouraged as a Christian because I haven't met an adult person for months. So in a small group, I think you have more liberty to say these things. And if someone starts it, then the others will also do it. And if I can be the brave person, then I know others will be more likely to to be open. And so that was another thing that the Holy Spirit used for me to to be to encourage me to speak up and to share something vulnerable, something really deep and raw that I was ready and it really drew other people in to the honesty and I think God is so honest in his word. He his honesty is so beautiful and I think he calls us to have not just superficial relationships but to share depth when it's time to do that. And there is no better place for that than a small group, I think. And it's different from a family. And sometimes, you know, it even helps us that they are not family members and that we can be encouraged and go back to our families and love them better and value them better. And when I hear how God is ministering to a single person or an elderly lady, then I can gain wisdom from that. And I can I can be thinking differently as a mom hearing someone who has gone through that. And and this year, one of my favorite studies was, was friendship. And I thought I was good at friendship and I knew enough about, I have so many friends. Uh, my job is to make contacts and be friends. And when we did that study, then I realized that I seriously lack in some areas as a friend. And it was a great challenge for me to grow in being a better listener, to listen more than talk, to be wise in what I say or how I say it. So just to mention one example this year from our small group. Every single day, 
and it was just um, a daily commitment and it helped to keep me accountable. So I started leading Love God Greatly Bible studies in a small group in America. And then the Lord led my family to around the world to Myanmar where I started another group there and we actually started a translation group. So we, I helped lead the Burmese language group and then also the Karen language group out of Myanmar. And so it's been a huge blessing because not only have I been able to help lead these group of women in translating these Bible studies, but we've also been able to study the Bible together. And in this, uh, the Lord opened doors for me to lead studies in person and then also online. And through COVID time, we also started interacting with Zoom as many have. And so now we have an international Zoom group and we have an online Facebook Bible study group that um, many women join. And then we have um, our group of ladies in Myanmar that join on Zoom. And then we have a group in Thailand that meets in person every week. These groups have been just so amazing and wonderful. And I love how the Lord has knit all of our hearts together. We, um, you know, all started from different areas and different locations in the world, but just through growing in God's word and studying God's word, all of us have been, have become like one big family. And it's just a true image of the body of Christ. And I just love that. Um, I love how when the ladies come together and meet, whether it's in person or on Zoom or both, because one of the meetings we have is in person, but then we have our computer set up with the ladies on Zoom. And when they see each other, they're just their eyes light up. They truly just love each other and care for each other and pray for one another and just walk through life together. But the sweetest thing is that when they're walking through life together, they're able to encourage each other through God's word. So thank you. question was, how has God kind of spoken to you through your group this year? What what has God kind of done in your life through one of your community groups or your text group or Bible study? Community um, is because God can reveal and does reveal truth and he does speak to us through scripture. But what happens is sometimes maybe we don't always recognize it, but then he uses our community to speak that same truth back to us. And I think when we hear it multiple times, 
it helps us recognize it a little bit more. Um, and so that's the beauty. That's how I love, you know, just seeing, you know, just as we're in, as we immerse ourselves in scripture and God speaks to us and then he uses, we're all said, studying the same scripture, you know, how we can just recognize his voice, um, you know, just even more as we are, like I said, studying it in scripture and, and going back to what the question you had said before, um, as far as like, you know, last two years, um, I think one thing that I've learned is even when life is hard, even when there's disappointments, God is still good. And that I think to summarize these last two years that have just been, I think the hardest, you know, my whole life. And just, I feel like every single month something was happening and my poor team was like, Oh my goodness. Like they're just like back to back to back. I mean, I felt like some months I could hardly just, you know, catch a breath without getting hit with something else. But I've learned that, you know, um, God always has a purpose and he is the most amazing uh, recycler as far as like he can take our pain, he can take our hurt and he can always bring something good out of it. And that's what I'm seeing is even when we're getting hit with things that we don't understand, um, God is still there in the midst of it and he will bring something good. We have to be patient. We have to endure sometimes. We have to have, uh, I always say like lenses of love and faith. Like we have to look at the situation knowing and realizing that God, even, even though this is going on, this does not change who God is. God is still powerful, right? He's still almighty. He is still good and he still loves me. And just, I think holding on to that truth, um, I've just had a, you know, just put it into practice, you know, and that's good for me. It's good to take that head knowledge, right? And make it into heart knowledge and understanding. And so I feel like that's what I've really learned these last two years. I feel like my faith has really grown. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes we just have to have these opportunities to exercise our spiritual muscles. You know, it's one thing to be like going out to the gym and just kind of exercise a little bit. Then, But when you really have to use those muscles, those muscles of faith, <laughs> you know, it just takes it to a whole nother level. And so um, I'm hoping that my family, we're kind of coming to an end of what we've been going through these last two years. Um, but it's honestly, he is good. And it has been it, it has been good to to walk through these. So. Why do you think that God chooses to use others to speak to us in that rather than exclusively just one-on-one in your own quiet time or during devotion or something like that? Why does God use a group of people? I think, at least from my perspective, I feel like sometimes uh, I need to have it repeated multiple times. I don't feel like I always, you know, always get it the first time, right? Or... Sometimes, you know, maybe I'm praying about something and, you know, God answers a prayer, but maybe I don't always recognize it. And so when you have a community of friends doing life with you, and like Viola talked about, you know, it's not about leading a perfect life. It's not about saying, oh, you know, like this situation, it's okay. No, it's hard. There, It's hard. And there have been, definitely been tears. And there's definitely been days of I felt like my faith was weak. You know, there are definitely days of feeling like I... I can't do this anymore and let's just, you know, give up. But, um, but I, you know, that's why you need to do life together in community because that's when others come around you and they say, you know what, this is what I see, right? I've been praying for you. This is what I see God doing. Do you recognize that? Do you see that? Because sometimes we can be so immersed in either our pain or just other things in life that maybe we don't always catch it. That when we have other people um, and who people that we allow into our life to see the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, we don't have, you know, a facade over us. Um, 
it just allows that community to speak truth and life into it and it allows us to um, really just be iron sharpening iron too um, in our relationships. I'm Angela Brtanova and I'm part of the Lovegard Greatly Ministry in Slovakia. Thanks to this ministry, I became part of an online Bible study group which connects women from different parts of our country. While we are far from each other physically, studying the Bible together and sharing about the ways God speaks to us has brought us very close spiritually. We don't get to do life together due to the distance between us, but whenever any of us has an urgent prayer request, we know the others are just a few depths away. We carry each other's burdens, give encouragement in hard times, and celebrate after the battles are won. I know I would be definitely much more fragile and vulnerable without these precious women. in your family and in your relationships with your groups or your community in 2022? Um, I'm thinking I'm praying about uh, starting any new groups. I'm really open if I need to either online or offline need to start a new group, but I also want to continue in my small group and remain faithful and uh, continue to be serving the body of Christ and be served and accept and be humble about being in a group and just hearing truth from other people. And for the ministry, I just, I'm really excited about all the branches that we have and the ones that joined this year to see them grow mm -hmm. and all of our branches to just be established in their work and to enjoy the work they are doing and that they would be fed and cared for this year, that they would be nourished and they would find a community they would not fall behind because we didn't care about them or we didn't uh, listen to them. So that's really my goal for next year that all of our 40 branches would be taken care of and they would be able to do the work because they feel that they belong and they are needed. Uh, and for me personally, I just want to grow as a mom, help my kids to grow spiritually and do their school and learn their languages so they can serve one day even better. Yeah, and I would basically say the same thing. God, I always say God is so sweet to us and he gives us the best and the sweetest women. And so we have, we've been so blessed this past year to add nine new languages. And so what's so great about that is obviously we have translations now in these languages, but with Love God Greatly, we want to go beyond that. And like you said, kind of into that community building. And so I'm just excited to work with these women to really um, just help build these languages and these communities um, and just really help uh, with, you know, Viola just establish these branches more and get more women um, on board and serving. And so we're, yeah, we're just super excited about that. And then just me personally, um, I have a 15-year-old, a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old. And so um, just... I don't know, just working with them and just helping them fall in love with the Lord more. And just, um, I think just together, just helping them, you know, 
to see that truth really is found um, in Christ alone and just help uh, them develop, you know, being in God's word and knowing how to read it and apply it um, in their lives is really is really near and dear to my heart also. I appreciate you sharing your time with us today. This has been incredibly valuable and, and we love the ministry that you're doing. We love that you're reaching so many women around the world. If someone wants to support you, where can they go to donate? If someone wants to read your Bible studies, where can they get them? And if someone is in another country or whatever, they want to find the free Bible studies in their language, mm -hmm. where can they go to find that? Yes, everything can be found at lovegodgreatly.com. So it's just lovegodgreatly.com. And there you'll see an area where you can give. You'll also see our global page where then when you click on it, you see all of our languages. Just click on the language that you need and it takes you right to a website in that language. Um, and then all of our Bible, and you can download our, our Bible studies there. So everything um, in regards to Love God Greatly can just be found through our website, lovegodgreatly.com. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Angela and Viola. It's been a pleasure having you all on here and a pleasure getting to know you and uh, hope to have you on again sometime. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, James. It was our privilege. My name is Yatin Heller, and I now reside in West Lafayette, Indiana, United States of America. I was born in Taiwan and grew up in Singapore. I got connected with Love God Greatly in 2015 when one of the founders came to me and approached me to say if they can see me, see if I can translate the, their material into Mandarin Chinese. So we started translating with me and my friend um, in 2015. We first started with simplified Chinese fonts. And then in 2018, God brought us uh, another lady from Taiwan. And in Taiwan, they used the traditional font of Chinese. So she approached us and she said, uh, it's really nice that you have these materials in Mandarin. Could you please also make it into the traditional font? And I go, sure, why don't you do it? <laughs> why don't you join our team? So from 2015, we started with a women uh, group of two. Now we grew to a translator group of seven women. We're really thankful for God's leading in that one. So with this group of ladies, um, we translate every Bible study uh, into Chinese traditional font and simplified font. Not only translation make us to really dwell on each word and each character, letter by letter, word by word. We have to type it. We have to ponder it. Um, we also form our group so that we can on WeChat, um, so that we can actually post our. Uh, SOAP picture. We take a picture of the journal and then we post it to our group. This help us keep to keep accountable. We not only uh, talk about how do we translate certain words and certain phrases uh, into Chinese, what is appropriate translation, uh, what is something that we need to paraphrase, um, but we really get into the word ourselves too. So every study, I start a group 
and whoever is able to join me, um, we we form a group that way. I also am connected to my local group. I have a, a friend of mine. I introduce her to the Love God Greatly Ministry. She actually is a missionary to the international students here at Purdue University, Indiana. So she was able to do her um, SOAP with me, her daily devotional. And um, she really find it very helpful since um, all of us are busy individuals and moms that uh, it's hard for us to meet face to face. So um, this idea of doing it over text or over um, uh, text messaging or WeChat is actually very helpful for us. Another interesting uh, thing about my group is that uh, all of us are either moms of young children um, or just newborns. So as you know, we are doing motherhood in the trenches and time is of a, a very essential commodity um, that is very rare for us. And we're sometimes also uh, lack of sleep. So to be able to continue to hold each other accountable and do devotionals and spend time with the Lord and walk alongside each other is very precious. Uh, one thing that I observe that's very interesting is that God's word is present and ever useful in our life. So we were able to um, apply our SOAP, so the A in the SOAP, the application part, um, is so interesting because um, we can be reading the same Bible verse and the application uh, of the Bible verse to our parenting and our everyday life is very different and sometimes it varies from the age group of our kids. For example, my kids are early elementary school age and my application for the Bible verse is a little different from the other lady in the group that she just had a newborn. And so it's very interesting how God to see how God's word relate to each of our life stages. And we can be from various different life stages and um, God's word can come alive to us in any given time. So that's very interesting to me.